welcome to Small Consolation. This is Peaches Brittany, and we this week we try to collect gasoline with shopping carts. <laughs> I I I just don't even know. Like I I got gas the other the other day and had no problems. I don't know what this whole why it's... everybody's freaking out. So there was a pipeline that goes from Texas up to the East Coast, and there, there, there was some part of their machinery got hacked, so gasoline was not flowing as it should. Didn't mean there wasn't any gas; it just wasn't getting there, and so you know tanks weren't being refilled on time, and so people started. Once this became news, people started panic buying, and you know you've got pictures on Facebook of people filling up you know, plastic crates and, ch- and plastic trash bags. <laughs> yeah. And all this other stuff. Some dingus probably learned the hard way that you don't put gasoline in styrofoam. Cause I'm I, sure they my that. favorite one was seeing somebody trying to fill up a laundry basket <laughs> with gasoline. Yeah. Like, like literally it had the holes uh, in it and somebody um, was trying to fill it. And I was like, I, okay, uh, I give uh, up on humanity. Some dude filled up four jugs of like actual gasoline cans but like he filled up like four or five of them put them in the back of his car gets in his car and lights a cigarette blows the whole thing to hell i can see that Jeez. um yeah no it's just people it's 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 the toilet paper thing all over again it's just people panic buying which is just no insane reason. Yeah, like, it's it's so infuriating because like because like I know it's gonna drive up gas yeah. prices and it's like and it's just so frustrating because it's like if you didn't do anything it would be totally fine and you're mm-hmm. literally causing yeah, like you're the ma- problem like like oh yeah like go God. fill up fill up your tank sure but don't go fill up you know like three gas yeah. cans and your Yeti plastic Yeti filter or whatever yeah well if you have extra toilet paper yeah. rolls you can fill all those <laughs> up with gas too <laughs> just put your hand on the bottom of it so it doesn't leak out yep. um so this week several of us have several things to say about several video games um <laughs> I don't really know how to segue am, into that. Um, how... We're a video games podcast, and we're going to actually talk about video games this week. Evan, did you have what? a game too? Oh, yeah. But before we do that, we're, we're going to play uh, Games Corner with Evan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like Brandon needs to get on my level with the I accidentally drank five twisted teas before this. That's I, we, we need we need that energy. You're gonna go beat Brandon. somebody's ass after no, this. The, <laughs> you the know mood it. I'm in is after the pod. I'm gonna go um, stick my head in a plastic Walmart bag full of gasoline. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I don't know what anybody else's weekend plans are, but uh, dang, you nailed it! I mean, that's that's also what I'm going to smoke do. a cigarette too. <laughs> yeah, underwater, just like SpongeBob. <laughs> yes. Although liquid, I mean, if I was smoking in 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 the bag, I'd be all right. It's when I pull my head out of the bag that would be the problem. Yeah, let's not test that. 
Well, actually, um... <laughs> I mean, it's the whole vapor well, thing, right? Like, yeah, actually, um, like... what's their nuts? Um, Jesus. Uh, Mythbusters. They actually did a right. test on could a cigarette or even a cigar light a gasoline trail? And the answer is no. Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it a gasoline trail or was it like ignite the fumes while you're filling up? Because I know they did several episodes. Um, yeah, gasoline, gasoline trail insane. because yeah, they it was the okay. liquid. Trail, they did that so much. Mainly. They had the exact ratio of air to gas yeah. that you need to spontaneously ignite. Because they got to the point where they were like, well, from previous episodes, we know this is the point we need to reach. They yep. were they they were testing whether or not a um, a line uh, like if you you know, in in action movies, there's a car that's leaking gasoline and it makes a trail and the trail lights on fire and then it gets to the car, goes into the gas can- tank and blows the car up. And they wanted to test whether or not that was real, whether you could light a trail, it would get to the car, and what would happen when it got to the car. Um, because, and one of the most iconic things is someone will throw a cigarette in the flames, or in, in the trail, and walk away. <laughs> and, you know, it blows up cool behind them. don't look at explosions. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to say... My takeaway from that was very much like it's either it's either, you know, everything's fine, like you're not going to create this flammable trail. And then on the other side of the line, it's like just you've created a giant explosion immediately. Like <laughs> everything combusts. It consumes all the vapor fuel like immediately. The, the interesting thing burning. about that is that I actually had Taco Bell yep. for dinner. Oh, so that's going to be you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be walking away from a. I'm blow up <laughs> the bathroom <laughs> but not i mean will be is... walking away slowly or triumphantly it'll be sadly. well slowly yes but more of a waddle <laughs> there, there will be a trail and there will be a paper cloud like it's just it's just bad all around Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. it won't even it won't even be a walk it'll be more like a crab walk so the cheeks don't touch i'll be walking side to side Gold bond. <laughs> Honey, can you bring me some eyes for my butt? Taco Bell, please uh, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mountain Mount, Heck Gold Bond while we're Mountain at Dew, it. Mountain Dew, please sponsor us and just pay us in Baja Blast. Right. That would work. I actually did have a okay, Baja so, Blast. Okay, so so nope. Nope. Derailing this podcast. So real talk, I I have never I've only known one person that has ever talked about extensive use of baby powder to prevent chafing. And and I, I just pull, just throwing it out there, I'm curious how many like is that a thing? Like I just I feel like I am massively underutilizing it is, if you're in marching band. That's a thing that please <laughs> please do okay, not under please continue underutilizing it. Um, talcum powder, it makes my ch- my stomach churn. Mm-hmm. Well, I they just... don't use talcum anymore. They use cornstarch. Well, don't now. eat it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just. But, but how am I supposed to prevent my my stomach from chafing, Jared? You know I'm not when... supposed to eat it. <laughs> That's why mayonnaise isn't an instrument. Um, I notice. Um certain I, th- 
and, and to, for context, this person was a professional bodybuilder, which I don't <laughs> know if that. I, I mean that probably factors the, into it a little the bit. The powder was, probably lasts just longer like, than like uh, deodorant gels. Would yeah, be my guess okay. because the powder will stick, basically, sort or you know, like it'll stick to your skin when you get kind of sweaty, but it won't like absorb as easily through the skin, and it sort of has to be, um, you know, dissolved in order to do that. So I would guess that it would. It's kind of like chalk, you know? Well, and that was the only other thing I can think of, too, is I was just like, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you were, if you were, if you were hitting the gym hard on a daily basis, like, I can see why you would want to, you, you want to minimize the chafe, minimize, you know, that's, that's not the burn <laughs> that you're trying to, trying to get when you go to the gym, so that makes sense, but, uh, um, yeah, and just, I was curious. I kind of wonder if runners use it for their yes. chest. Oh, I use it for my thighs. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know that like that was the chafing nipples th- is a oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you, uh, thank you, the office. Oh yeah, I've had um, <laughs> practices in cross country in high school where we got done and like they were bleeding. It's not fun. <laughs> your thighs or your nipples? Everything. Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> My nipples. It's starting. That's one way to get strawberry milk. <laughs> I I will I will say I will I will never never forget. Uh, I mean, again, you know, we're we're just gonna keep this we're just gonna keep this train well off the tracks here at this point. But I will never forget. You know, one of my most memorable experiences, like as a dude, never never gotten any kind of compliment in public. But I will say there was at one point where I was walking downtown and a kind of like a bar district and in one of my local towns and this girl walks by and like we're both you know hammered (laughs) at this point and she's just like oh my god his like nipples are sticking out (laughs) and i was just like i i don't even know how to take that like okay i'm just gonna roll with it yeah i was just like and her friend was like was just like you, shut up like you're so drunk you, you, you know what you should have said <laughs> oh my god this is exactly can't. what you should have done you, it was a missed opportunity you should have you should have stopped dead looked her dead in the face start rubbing them and go and go <laughs> thanks i'm a diamond cutter i would probably I, go get mine removed yeah, the next no. day <laughs> I know. See, that's that's more of the response I had. I was just like, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't think it is. I, what am I going to do about this? It's like, I'm gonna have to, yeah, apparently try and prevent we'll chafing when I'm out at the bar. Oh my! <laughs> right? Just, just well, it. then he would. He, I mean, with his protruding nipples, he would just poke eyeballs out. Maybe like that Mentos commercial. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but then he can at least charge for the ring toss game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you can't ask people why their nipples are pointy what are we yeah, reader that, revolta? That was, like that was my second thought oh. i was just like i can't help it it's just <laughs> the way god made them yeah <laughs> brandon if you like um, to continue your tradition of random podcast episode titles pointy nipples uh-huh. I don't. I, I'm not really <laughs> diamond sure. cutters. I would really have to make that explicit. I think. <laughs> no, just just name it diamond cutters. I mean, diamond cutters. Um, 
I was going to go off the rails again, and, and I forgot what I was going to do, so thank you, Jared. That's probably for the best. No, it's not. It really is not. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's the, that's the name of the episode. It's literally just, just nipples. Well, you know the, what? The we already have a podcast with that name. I'm pretty sure we have one called Nips Slip. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. I was going to say. I don't know what we were what? We have a problem <laughs> with nipples. They keep slipping out. <laughs> I mean, that was the real problem. I mean, I couldn't even use mine to make a down payment onto my house to Tom Nook. <laughs> so Tom Nook wants actual money. Mm. There's no way, no way I can turn that into a profitable mm. crop. Or is there? Yeah, no, I had something funny to say, and it's gone now. So, um, Small Constellation <laughs> Podcast, we talk about video games. Um, Evan, uh, 15 minutes in, what's, what's go, you're up. All right. <laughs> well, what I have is not nipple-related, so, you know, put your girls Ouch. away. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> there will be no chafing over here. So I'm re I revived the uh, factor fiction game we played a little while ago with food, but this time I changed it to animals, either real or from a video game, because I was, you know, up late last night watching TikTok, and I follow several animal focused TikTok channels, and that gave me the idea. So, you know, maybe the episode will be called Tangents. So I was also on TikTok yesterday. And I found an account that specializes in end-of-life pet photography. I instantly blocked that account. Like, I don't want to watch that. No. No. Like, like a photographer goes in during, like, the euthanasia thing? Or, like, it's like a... Like, this is, like the last like tomorrow we're putting this this animal down that like okay yeah i was i was gonna say i could see it being kind of like a you know we're gonna build this this memoir kind of you know like this nice sort of yeah i guess that that's that's still just that beats taking pictures as the light leaves their eyes And, and now some FBI agent is putting Nick on a watch list for future serial killers. Well, didn't we? I mean, we already know that he's Animal got a bunch of films. baby skeletons in his basement. And weapons. And weapons. Well, how do you think he got the baby skeletons? <laughs> he's like that dude in Alaska who hunted people through the wilderness. That seems normal. I feel like there's a Nick Cage movie about that. Well, anyway, sorry to bring the tone down on your game, Evan. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I've been playing a game about photographing animals in the last That, that would have been a good segue into Pokemon Snap. But, oh, well, it's ruined. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to <laughs> give you an animal. It's ruined. I'm going to give you an animal, and you guys are going to... Are can, you going to actually give us the animal? I mean, some of these I don't want to die, so no. And I think shipping them through the mail would be illegal. But hilarious. I don't want to go to jail. Usually, no. You can ship chickens. (laughs) Cool. Well, 
You guys know what you're giving next <laughs> um, Christmas. I don't want to be shipped. Well, we uh, already, you already shipped yourself with Brandy, so too late. Uh, I was. I don't know what that means. Relationship. Um, oh God. I God. was uh, joking, calling myself a, a chicken. Anyways, oh, I thought you were calling yourself what, an what's animal. Our first animal. Uh, <laughs> anyway, first animal. <laughs> Easy one. It's a bandicoot. Is that real or fake? Yes. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> it's, it's one of the two. <laughs> Is that one of those animals, though, that it's actually based on a real animal? Is there any particular order to this, or are we just gonna, you know, free for all? I mean, all if this? you guys want to, you can guess individually. If you want to come to a consensus, I don't care. It's, your it's game. a real animal. Well, it'll I... be all—it'll be all of us versus Nick. I was gonna say, I my guess is that a bandicoot is a real animal. I'm just guessing it has absolutely nothing to do with Crash, like in terms of. I think the, they were from Australia. I mean, that's like Hold 90% on, of probably the animals. There no, there was, there's nothing in the list. rules about Googling it. Googling is very much against the rules. You didn't say that before we started. I said that the last time we played. Well, you have to say it every time. Don't make me smack you with my nipples, Brandon. If it's from Australia, then that means it's more than likely going to try to kill you as well. <laughs> I vote um, real. So we got two real... You were real. Brandon, what's your guess? I mean, I looked it up, so... Uh, oh, well, you shut up then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon is immediately Brandon disqualified. Is um, I thought band- we were... I, just, I had just said it was going to be all of us versus Nick, but I guess well, that's not how we're doing it, so... <laughs> I'm in agreement with Nick. Okay, well, you agreed right, because a bandicoot is actually a real animal, and they are from Australia. It looks like an aardvark, I think. Not an aardvark. Uh, oh my god, not an aardvark. Oh my god, an armadillo. armadillo. Aren't they uh, marsupial? Yeah, they're really small. I think they have like the extended snout, so they're kind of like a shrew. But they're like, huh. they got the extended hind legs. I think they're in the same order as the kangaroo, just. Uh, oh, small. no. I just, the picture wasn't big enough. It just looked like it had like a scaly back. No, I'm looking at it now. It's very. <laughs> It's a furry. Do they spin? Hey, it does kind of look like a. Uh, it looks like a cross between a kangaroo, a rat, and a um, aardvark. No, yeah, aardvark. Yeah, it's got like a really long nose. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. <laughs> Kidna esque. So if when, you the, will. when um, they were designing Crash, do you think they were like tripping on acid? They're like, yeah, this looks like a bandicoot. Did you know that Australians eat kangaroos? Yeah. yeah, they're basically a pest animal. Yeah, yeah I think the they, meat's kind of tough, they, though. Yeah. Australians pretty much consider mm-hmm. them like we would consider rats. Like, rats. they're... Oh, they're, they're you, mean like, you mean like... And <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I don't something's not adding up there. No, like, they're a rodent. They're a marsupial. I mean, barely. Uh, yeah. As far as how they're treated, they may treat them um, like rats, but they, as, as we eat our pigeons, they, because um, they are rats with wings. Their fur is very much, they look fluffy and soft, but it's very much not. Um, right. They don't have a pattern, like, you know how, like, most animals with fur have, like, a pattern to the, the direction in which their hair grows? And so you kind of have a with the grain, against the grain kind of rubbing 
and kangaroos don't have that. It's just hair grows whatever direction it wants to. And it's not really soft. I mean, it's not like wiry. Like, you know, like if you would, if you thought of like a, a wiry dog, like a black lab, like it's not wiry, but it's just not soft. It's really, it's really interesting. I feel, I feel a sudden kinship <laughs> with the kangaroo now. Uh, and they'll try to drown you. So yeah, don't, yeah. Bandicoots? And if, if you put uh, a camera in their face, they'll punch you. Yeah. Kangaroos are kind of mean. Um. Anyway, next animal. Let's see, I've got a list of like ten things here. I wonder. Oh, here's here's one. A chocobo. Is that real or fake? That's fake. Fake. And I don't have to look that one up. Yeah. I don't know. What's Nick say? <laughs> it's sure? a fictional Final Fantasy animal. Based. It's. It's based on a rideable <laughs> chicken, though. <laughs> well yes you're all correct a chocobo is fake i threw that one in there kind of as an easy because when you talk chocobo. about video game animals chocobos come up so you, they have to be on oh the for sure staple of they're in like every final fantasy animals game. yes even though i've never played a final fantasy well except for seven but that was a long time ago uh but i bet it had chocobos probably oh I th- yeah i think there was a something involved throwing a chocobo at somebody i don't know um next a man of war is this a real or a fake animal real real definitely scary as shit (laughs) they're massive that and speaking of tiktok i saw someone lick one the other day which that was yeah that was fun (laughs) brandon what were you gonna say um that just sounds like a soldier of course they'd be heavy a man of war? Yes, man I think, of war. I think the name comes from a type of uh, naval ship. One of the multi-deck cannon ones. Ah. Yes. Um, well, yes, they are real animals. They're, they're originally regarded as a type of jellyfish. However, we now know that a man of war is actually a collection of smaller animals that coexist together mm-hmm. to survive. Um. Yeah, their their sting is very. It's not deadly, but it will hurt, and it will. Leave, it could leave scars if it's bad enough. Um, and I, I've also seen that video of someone licking one. I was like, "Why are you <laughs> doing?" And they're 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 deadly even after they die. Just, just so. Is this is this yeah, the kind exactly, of thing that you want to yeah, pee on? The... Uh, that's actually that's a myth. You don't need to pee on jellyfish stings. It doesn't do anything. I, I, I'm pretty sure, actually, Brandon, you should pee on on all of the, the yep, all just all the animals on this Expe- list, especially yep. the yep. Um, cobras on a plane. I don't know if it was a cobra. I don't think it was a cobra. It was just some snake. I don't know what snake it was. No, <laughs> you don't need to pee on anything. Put your wiener. Really, away. if you just stub your toe and you <laughs> can just start peeing on it. Mm. I. I just stabbed because them with the, my nipples. I don't know what the, the rest idea of you is. The idea is that urine actually isn't sterile, right? Right. It's sterile-ish, but it's not sterile. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. Don't don't pee on things, listeners. Like keep your urine to yourselves. Especially keep it away from a <laughs> yes. man of war. If, if the water world apocalypse comes, that urine may be valuable someday. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> All right, so this is here's a harder one. 
a basilisk. Is that real or fake? Fake. I want it to be real. I, <laughs> I don't think you want it to be real. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you're wrong. That's okay. I've played enough Dark Souls to know I don't want As long as they to live in, real. like, Australia, I don't care. Um, I mean, oh, well, okay, wait, I, I know where this is headed. I, I changed my answer. I actually do believe there is a type of like, uh, uh, yeah, there's a, a lizard, a type of lizard that's called, it's like the same thing that gets called, like, I think the Jesus lizard or whatever. Like, I think those things are called basilisk. I was going to say that it was, it was real. It. It's not the same as the Harry Potter basilisk. It, it, yeah. And the, right. the Harry Potter is basilisk is not a basilisk. basilisk. <laughs> uh, well, yes, your consensus is right in that basilisks are not. A, are, they are real, but they're not a snake. They are a species of lizard. Are they, they even are, venomous? Yeah. Uh, it's those ones that like run on water, right? Like yeah, the, the, that's one of them. Yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I okay. don't think they have any venomous lizards in that genus. I didn't do like a intense deep dive or anything but i think monitor lizards are separate from basilisks yeah yeah that's right um right another one a a pika is that real or fake a pikachu I mean, there's probably a Pika that chews somewhere. Um, I'm going to say it's true because I've actually not heard of it as a video game animal. I I think that's real. I think that's real as well. I feel like I've heard of like the Pika. Like it's not anything like a Pikachu. But you mean it's like not a, a mouse with electric sacks in its face? <laughs> I'll stick an electric sack in wow. your face. There's probably a <laughs> toy that does that, but we'll, we'll go into that today. Uh, I would kind of say it's probably based off of something real, given the majority of the first generation Pokemon are. I'll just say fake just to be different. <laughs> <laughs> well, a Pika is actually a real animal. It is a small rodent. Uh, I believe they live in like rock caves on cliff sides and stuff. They're they're very tiny, and they, they yeah. should know better than to live in rocky biomes because electricity doesn't uh, <laughs> is not effective. It's so cute. <laughs> hey, he looked it what, up. Wait, disqualify him. Like? They're like little. Uh, Nick's disqualified too. I win. Balls. I I only asked what they look like. Oh. Short limbs and a round body. It's just like basically if you took a rabbit and you made it into a sphere. Are, <laughs> are they from like South America? Are they like chinchilla range? Um, no, not Pikachu, damn it. They're found in Asia and North America. Oh. Yeah, they look like furry little uh, volleyballs. I, I was going to say, honestly, I see a decent amount of resemblance between the Pika and Pikachu. It's kind so. of there, yeah. Yeah. I, I see one I'd that say, looks like I'd a... Say it's probably um, safe bet. Oh, God. What are those little furry monsters in Star Wars? 
Oh, ports. Little, little, like the, the miniature. Ewoks. Ewoks, yeah. Er, There's one that looks Ewoks, like an Ewok. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. That apparently, would be fake. That's your next one, isn't it? <laughs> no, I did not put Ewoks on <laughs> the porg. Apparently, Ewoks are delicious, and that is canon. Is this a, isn't that in the Star Wars dictionary <laughs> or whatever? No. Yeah, that's like they're. That's why they're nearly extinct. Is because they are delicious. Oh God. Pika's versus Trump. Okay. Really? <laughs> I saw that as well. I'm not sure. Uh. Thanks, Internet. Okay, next one. Um, a Palico. I'll spell it. P-A-L-I-C-O. Oh, oh let me look at that. Say no, it again. I know what that P-A-L- is. P-A-L. Don't look it up. Just guess. Is it real or fake? Is that the thing? From... I'm going to say no because it's too close to Calico. Is that the thing? From the Monster I, House? I, I'm... Yeah, it is. And that's kind of the pun they're I'm playing gonna... on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say fake yep, as they well. Are fake. Yeah. They are fake. They are the companion cats in Monster Hunter that cook your meals for you. Yep. Um, what about an Otzel? Is that real or fake? A what? Otzel. O-T-T-S-E-L. Otzel. I think that's Dang, where have I heard that from? Is that... That sounds like a red wall animal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm thinking of the... I think of... I keep... I think I'm thinking of Ocelot. Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning toward, like one of those like savanna cats. Mm-hmm. It immediately made me think of like cats <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. I, that doesn't sound no, I, real to me. Uh, what, say it again. An Ocel. O-T-T-S-E-L. Oh man, I can't. This is this is the hardest one for me. I'm gonna say, I th- think that's I'll go fake, true, but I might regret that. All right, Jared and Nick. No, oh, I said I, true. I say fake. Uh, it is fake, wow. and it's from it's from the yes. Jack and Daxter series. That's what Daxter is. Oh. oh yeah okay that's what i i like that was honestly what kind of popped in my head i was like i think that might be what dax i never know they yeah. gave him a species name i just thought that was just daxter hanging out with jack no no i <laughs> he's the only one i couldn't remember either, but wikipedia said that's what he is yeah yep um all right, da, da, da. All right um a dugong is that real or fake <laughs> Fake. If it is real, then they're very lazy with their naming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brandon, what did you say? I said fake. Uh, dugongs are actually real. They... Shit. Oh, fuck. It's those things. It's like the seal things that have like the poison what? claw no. or whatever. Like, or... <laughs> oh, okay, no, they're, they're, they're in the same family as manatees, um, but they live out in the Are they Arctic ocean. manatees or something? Uh, okay. They are they are found um, in like Oceania, so oh, like the northern end of Australia, Southeast Asia, okay. Africa. Yeah. Okay, it's D U G O N G, not D E W. Yep, I, I had a feeling that one would get y'all. I, okay, no, oh fuck, no, never mind. I'm thinking of I was like mixing that up with uh, uh, fuck. They're like, they're like a manatees if they went on a diet. 
and had sort yeah. of like a really small elephant trunk or a vacuum platypus never mind the platypus does have like a poison yes. poisonous barb or something on one of its yeah i was mixing that up with the yep manatee thing for some reason never mind <laughs> yep i had a feeling that one would would catch people um let's see all right what about a titanoboa is that real or fake I, I'm gonna say real. Fake. I've already been wrong already. Yeah. I'll say real. Uh, I'll go with Tyler on fake. Uh, Titanoboa was real, but thankfully for all of us, they are extinct. Huh. Okay. Uh, they lived in Colombia about 60 million years ago and grew to uh, 42 feet long and could weigh over 1,100 pounds. Oh, that's a basilisk. Or 2,500 pounds, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a basilisk. There's your basilisk right there. <laughs> there we go. Uh, wow, that's, yeah. If we're that's going crazy. prehistory on this, then that, that makes the game a lot harder. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yeah, the only one I kind of dipped back into history. I was like, I, ne- I needed something that right, sounded right. believable, but also not. <laughs> <laughs> I I like how I just I just have to point this out. I see like I did have to Google that one, and I'm now shocked that there's not a horror series of films named Titanoboa, where it's like Titanoboa versus Sharknado <laughs> well, or something. You see what effect. I'm seeing? Like, there's a T-Rex versus a Titanoboa. Oh God! Oh, I would I watch not that. watch that. <laughs> What about like an Indominus Rex, you know? Make it a little bit more. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, the be... next season of the animated series for um, the Jurassic Park is coming out soon on Netflix. It's a really good series. You should watch it. Needs to have a Titanoboa. <laughs> um, and looks like they have a life-size model at the Smithsonian. So if you want to see how badly this thing would eat you, there you go. Okay, here there here's an image of one just like choking out like one of those giant it's not a plesiosaur, but like whatever the giant like water dwelling things are um, that you always see in museums, yeah. like those uh, I should know what those are. But yeah, there's definitely uh, I don't know, but they're they're like showing one like totally choking one of those out and i feel like that's just that's just like if somebody's writing fanfic <laughs> at this point they're like we just we've got to have this like titanoboa like attacking whatever the heck yeah. that thing is okay two more and then we'll be done a let's see is a loris is that real or fake huh <laughs> well gee i know fans of the podcast <laughs> real In your heart <laughs> Nick, Jared. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's real. We talked about it last yes. episode. Yeah, we did. We did. I was just seeing if you remembered from last week. I thought it was fun to slip it back in. Um, and last one, a Hydra. Is that real or fake? Well, can you call can you call Red Skull a human or is he an animal? <laughs> or is it a Destiny Hydra? Because those are definitely fake. I think. <laughs> 
is it a plant hydra? Because I feel like there's some kind of like botany related. Well, a, a hydra is a mythological creature that if you chop actually, its head off to come back. And I, I don't. I think this is actually a a microscopic one. Ooh, so you think that there's an animal based call. on they called something a real thing on a mythological. Uh, they did it with the uh, basilisk. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, I want to create. I want to find something new that's like just a harmless ant or something like just a harmless insect that does nothing but nothing wrong and name it the chupacabra. <laughs> I mean, that's just a bald coyote, but okay. Um, but yeah, what I yeah, I was gonna say I, I'll go real on this one. I I thought like Nick's name uh, seems fake. like a safe bet. Uh, Nick is right. A hydra is a real animal. It's a relative of, or it's in the same family as jellyfish. Um, they, it's kind of, it's kind of what Brandon said. It's an inverse. Like when it was discovered, it was named after the myth of a hydra because some of certain ones of them are believed to be immortal because they can just split off and make copies of themselves rather than having to mm. reproduce like hmm. the rest of us. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I reproduce via <laughs> budding. So, fun fact about jellyfish, since we're talking about immortal, but uh, many species of jellyfish just revert back to being adolescents. Yep. I learned that in biology class. There's a Pokemon card, Kilo Titanoboa. There's a what? Pokemon card. Uh, oh. Mm. Probably a Magic the Gathering card <laughs> as well. <laughs> and then I also had Kaiju on my list, but meh. Those are real. Uh, <laughs> they're real in my heart. Well, I guess they are real since we just had Titanoboa as one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did see an article yesterday about um, apparently there's a hot spot in uh, Chernobyl that no one can figure out what it is. So pretty much Godzilla confirmed for for uh 2022 sweet now that's an apocalypse i can get behind <laughs> probably that black mold on the moon we'll get under <laughs> right <laughs> too far <laughs> it's okay we just gotta find a deserted island with a giant gorilla we'll be good um i think your game does segue pretty nicely into pokemon snap so i'm i'm gonna go first because i'm the <laughs> i'm i don't care about anything else um <laughs> Brutally so, honest. That's what you come to this podcast April 30th, for. The new Pokemon Snap game came out for the Switch. Um, and it's not really a sequel. Well, it's a sequel. The spiritual the first game wasn't perhaps. didn't have a story really, like in the way that a game might have a story. Um, but they do talk about uh, the guy that you played as in the first game is there in the second game. His name's Todd. Um, he's sort of the assist, one of the assistants to the professor, um, the new professor. Um, so just as you'd expect, you have, I mean, you have all the same mechanics, you know, um, you're in this boat ship hover craft thing. And you go around taking pictures of Pokemon. 
Um, you know, that obviously has not changed. Um, you can throw apples. They call it fluff fruit. Whatever, they're apples. Um, I guess they can't copyright apple. I don't know, whatever. Then <laughs> they have um, <laughs> a... So the new mechanic is called Illumina. And this one actually has kind of a little bit of a story. Um, you're sort of investigating a legend. Kind of like how you do in um, the newest Pokemon games. Um, Sun and Moon. No. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think that's right. I think but Sun and Moon came you out go around. Sword and, and Shield you... was the most recent. Sword and Shield. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Okay. Um, you go around and you're, you know, you're looking for the darkest day and trying to understand what that was all about. Well, that this kind of the same thing here. There's a legend about Illumina Pokemon and they're gigantic Pokemon that glow in the moonlight. Um, and so you research these orbs, they call them Illumina orbs, and you can throw them at a Pokemon and they have, they take on this Illumina effect um, where they just glow and they get a bunch of energy and sometimes they do fun things um, to get packed pictures of. Um, overall, it's a fun game. Um, there are a couple things about it that I think are eh. So, in the first game, they actually told you... Um, you know, Oak would be like, hey, if you capture three if you get three new pokemon discoveries um something new will happen something cool will happen um and you have to go through the different levels and try and figure out you know if you can use the apple or the whatever the other thing is i don't remember what they called it in the previous game but um sort of like a dodgeball to hit things and whatnot um or, you know, you can use your turbo boost to get to a map sooner before a Pokemon vanishes off the map. Or, um, you know, like I remember in the first game, there was a Snorlax that was sleeping. You could see Snorlax, but it didn't count as Snorlax until you actually made him look at you. And so one of the things you do is you use the Poke Flute to wake him up and he would jump up and start dancing for a second. You could actually get a really a good picture of it that Oak would accept. Um and so there was a very clear, this is what you have to do to progress. Um, almost too clear in a way. Um, but <laughs> right. now it's very much not clear. Um, they So they're, they're, they introduced a couple of new mechanics. Um, and the, the first mechanic they introduced is that there are stars. So a star level on a Pokemon picture does not have anything to do with its uh, rating. You know, um, the Professor Mirror will rate your Pokemon um, pictures and give them scores for different categories, you know. Um, And there's also a star rating that is independent of that. So you can have, like, you can get 100 points on a four star, which is the best. There's one, two, three, and four star. And you can get, I don't know, four or 5,000 points on a one star. Um, there's also the rating of 
how good that star photo is, which is really weird. You can get bronze, silver, gold, or platinum star. So you can have a four-star platinum photo, or you can have a four-star bronze photo, or copper, or whatever they call it. And so it's hard to understand exactly what they're looking for. And sometimes I think that they're doing something really cool, and it's not considered a different star. Um, you save one photo for each star for each Pokemon. And so it's sort of like a collector's thing where you want to try to collect all of the stars for each Pokemon. Um, but it doesn't, it's hard to decide whether or not they really, um, that really has anything to do with the story and the story progression. Um, some of the sites have like a day night cycle. So you can, you, you basically do, the same course or a very similar course at night and get different Pokemon um, as you know, and you can change the difference mm-hmm. um, after each excursion, you have experience points and your location levels up and at each level, new things will happen on your, on that, on that, you know, um, you might've seen a Pokemon before, but not really been able to see it, get a very good picture of it um, where it might just be sleeping in the next, in the next one, you know, in the, in the level up and you get a really good picture of it. Um, or you might see Pokemon that weren't there before. Um, on that same line, you know, um, the first Pokemon snap was very, very, um, linear in that you would do the same map twice and all of the Pokemon are in the exact same spots. Um, you do that on this one, and they're not. Um, a lot of them are, but it's almost like a different experience every time you go, which is good and bad. It's good because it kind of makes you it keeps things fresh, but it's hard to plan. It's hard to say, okay, I want to try to you know if 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 I'm trying to get a picture of this Pokemon because they have they have challenges. And, you know, challenge, you know, try getting a picture of this Pokemon doing this particular action. Or I heard movement in this particular spot. See if you can find the Pokemon that's there. Um, And so it's hard to make those things happen and get and capture photos of those if the map isn't the same every time. Yeah, you're, it sounds kind of like you're hitting on some of the things that I was, like, essentially I always felt like Pokemon Snap would be at its best when each location that you visit kind of operates as like this, kind of like almost like a clockwork puzzle, you know, where, like you said before, it's it's almost kind of like, in a good way, it's nice that there's a little bit of variety, it's never quite the same as you go through, but at the same time, what I remember mo- liking most about the game when I was a kid was like, you know, it was figuring out some of those little secrets and like, you know, at first you were mentioning that like, maybe it's like, I kind of like the idea of it being a little more obscure. Like I like finding those mm-hmm. little hidden secrets. Like I like the idea of having more variety in the routes that you can take, like day night cycles, introducing more items that affect the route as you go through it but i do think 
at the same time, I would want a little bit of consistency because, you know, I want right. to solve it. Like I want to figure out how to get those pictures. And if it just boils down at the end of the day, do, you know, it's just take the best picture out of what you can find. And it's basically random as to what's going to appear mm-hmm. and what's not that I think kind of defeats the purpose of that puzzle. Um, and I think honestly, I think so. my biggest complaint about the game is well two specific things that are sort of that are similar and there are no legendary pokemon yet you know in the first one you had a puzzle to solve to basically hatch the three legendary birds and so far that i can tell uh in the game i've gotten pretty far um, I haven't leveled up all the areas yet, so maybe there's something special at the, you know, once you max out the levels or something, but there are no legendary Pokemon, you know, there's no, well, I mean, yeah, there are no legendary Pokemon, um, and there are really no puzzles to solve, like, um, in, I, getting, Articuno to evolve was kind of easy-ish. Getting Zapdos to evolve or to hatch was difficult, um, and it was a puzzle you had to figure out, you know. And you would unlock different maps based on getting um, Pokemon to interact with the environment. You know, there was one where you had to push a Voltorb off a ledge. He rolled down. He got mad, exploded, and a new area opened up. Uh huh. Um, Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I love. None of of that. None of that that is in this game. Um, There is a little bit of. Yeah, that was my favorite part. There are some different, like you could you can choose to go a couple different routes within the you know you, you you land on a on a map. And you're headed down this way, and you get to, you come to a fork, and it will allow you to choose which direction you want to go. And and you have to discover those, but it's not really anything about interacting with Pokemon to get that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and my probably yeah. biggest biggest complaint is probably one of the most iconic, the the most iconic thing from the video games from the first video game was being able was being on the volcano level. And first, not only do you get to um, you, you you throw an apple in between a Charmander and a Magmar and Magmar and Charmander fight over it. Magmar uses fire blast on Charmander. Charmander faints, evolves (laughs) into Charmeleon and then kicks the shit out of, of Magmar. Then later, (laughs) then later in that, in that, you literally see a a charmeleon like running circles around a an active volcano pool and you literally push him into the lava and he evolves into charizard <laughs> like there are no evolutions not a single pokemon has evolved and they barely interact with each other um I, I mean, that's just a real crying shame because I've been trying to recreate that same feeling ever since I was a child. You know, I just go on safaris. I throw apples at lions waiting for them to do things. And mainly I just get lawsuits. So I, I don't know. It's 
it's a real problem. I'm sorry to see that the uh, the new Pokemon Snap has decided to uh, to mirror reality. I don't know if you know how snarky that came off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm very aware. This is a video game, Tyler. I don't want it to be real life. (laughs) If I wanted to be real life, I'd watch Tiger King. (laughs) It's just fantasy. We're all caught in a landslide with no escape from reality. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll stop that right now. <laughs> Open um, your eyes. <laughs> yeah, so overall, it's a fun game. Um, but the unfortunate thing is, is they they have the nostalgia factor that just doesn't deliver. And I think that's the biggest yeah. problem about the game. The game itself, standalone, good game. But the fact that they're they've redone the game for newer generations and all the people that loved Pokemon before are, are into it as well. That nostalgia factor just isn't there. Uh, and it, it really just hurts the gaming experience for those that played the first game. So buy it on but. sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sale that'll never come because, Oh yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't do sales. <laughs> it is, yeah. First party. Yep. Nintendo product. That's going to be, on the plus side uh in the world of things that cost the wonderful price of free (laughs) um the latest up i've been playing quite a bit of the latest update for vermintide i know basically nobody else that i'm aware of on the podcast here plays that but we might have some listeners that um are interested in the warhammer we have listeners and (laughs) we do we do they're out there I know this, this is for you, listener, who is interested in the Warhammer universe. Um, and yeah, the uh, the Chaos Wastes update, which was I, I I've got to commend Fat Shark. I like the they're the, the developers of the 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 game Vermintide Two, and I've got to commend them for not dividing the player base any further. Uh, meaning that like there's because the Chaos Waste update was released as just this free update. You get new maps. It's kind of, basically it was their attempt to introduce a new like end game system for the game in that like they have procedurally generated levels where they follow kind of like a set template, um, but they kind of change around the paths through the levels a little bit, like maybe add some different modifiers to the the types of enemies that you'll encounter and things like that. And and all of it's you know it's a really good idea. It's a way to kind of freshen up a game that um, you know even though I really like their designed maps, they have cool themes and set paths through them and all of that they're very well done it's kind of a nice way to add some variety and so i've been enjoying that and i like that it is free so it's like if you own the game cool now you can do this sort of end game you know randomly generated maps um and yeah it's uh it's been good and unfortunately if you um I mean, you won't be able to access any of the other new content they released, which is like some new weapons, which is one of the best parts about the game. That's that's behind a paywall, but definitely still well worth it um, if you're playing the game at this point, which I am. So, um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I think it's a it's a, a more successful um, implementation of some endgame content than 
E. Weaves, which came with the uh, the Beastmen update um, they released a while back. So, right direction, but uh, yeah, I feel like in general the community is fading a little bit for that game. But uh, the Warhammer 3, uh, Total War Warhammer 3 hype train lives, and that's been pretty exciting the last few days. So, looking forward to that. Um, anybody have any questions or want to talk about that anymore? <laughs> um, just to get this that. out of the way real easily um, hey high res nerf Gilgamesh for the love of god <laughs> yes um, please we, so Smite came out with a new god um, Gilgamesh uh, it's their second Babylonian god they're doing like a um, Babylonian thing uh, season or whatever um, so they're rolling out I don't know three or four of them I think uh, Tiamat was the first one, and this is Gilgamesh. Um, Tiamat seems a little underpowered, um, in my opinion. Um, the and Gilgamesh is just overpowered. Um, it's to the point where if if Gilgamesh is in a match against us, I just want to insty F four. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't even want to deal with it. Um, there seems to be no counter, no good counter. Um, because anybody worth their hat can clean up if Gilgamesh sucks. You know, if that person sucks with that character, a, a decent team can clean up. Um, but we've barely seen any Gilgameshes that suck. Um, yeah, I, it's yeah. It's been a while since we've seen a god that I feel like, uh, and I'm sure like part of it might be like um, for those who aren't familiar with the game, we play a lot of Joust, which is kind of the three v three lane based mode. So it's kind of like you're restricted to sort of these narrow corridors, like killing minions, taking down towers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like most other MOBAs. But Gilgamesh has a move that basically takes up the entirety of a single lane, uh, and it kind of holds you in place, doing damage over time. And that, coupled with the fact that you know he's dishing out the kind of damage that you would expect from more of a squishy glass cannon, like assassin-type class, um, and that he's a warrior, so he just gets lots of extra health and defense on top of that, like... He has just been a big problem, I feel like, for us. And maybe we'll figure out a counter, but it's been a while since I've seen a god that's, like you said, Brandon, where it's just like you see him come into a game and you're just like, I don't even want to play this game. <laughs> like, like, right now, uh, like it's worse than see- it's worse like, than seeing Zeus in um in uh, yeah. assault. And you try to like, yeah, play at just... range, but he's got so much quickness and can jump in and like. He's got mobility on top of tankiness, on top of bursts, and it's just mm-hmm. stupid. He he seems like like he's he reminds me a lot of like Ravan or Ravana, however you say it. Like where but he's got like he's got that amount of like mobility and kind of like crowd control like basically his ability to control a team fight, but on top of that he just has so much more damage. Like it just it comes he just comes in, flies in, and blows you up if you're well, like a low and, health character. I mean, I'm That's pretty crazy. sure he in one of our matches, you know, on on Joust you start at level three, max level twenty. Um mm-hmm. and 
I'm pretty sure at level four or five, he tower dives and kills us all and gets away without dying. Yeah. Like that's that shouldn't be possible. That tower should be doing so much damage to him alone that even just looking at the tower wrong should kill you. I think it's again it goes back to just the fact that he can do so much damage like all of his damage is basically front loaded like a lot of the warriors they have to sit on your face and be attacking (laughs) you for a while and you know the tower would be shooting them during Mm -hmm. that time period and like he would be dying but instead it's like Gilgamesh like you said he can leap in he can do all of his damage up front in a big combo like some big burst damage and then he can just leave and it's like you'll be dead and it yeah and and so that's that's the thing like i've discovered more so especially on the playstation more than ever it seems to boil down a lot of times to how much damage can you do quickly um and and he's very good at that he's like i said he operates almost like an assassin but he's got the sustain of a warrior so he can just fuck off and you're like yeah i hate you (laughs) Um. So that's my smite <laughs> rant. So, Jared Evan. That's my name. Turn first aid. Uh, it, it's your Jared it's your, Evan. It's your, it's your turn. I guess is <laughs> what I was trying to get at there. Jared, talk about destiny. Go. So, season of splicer just dropped. I guess this week. Um, yep. And we get to finally do more than one solo mission with Mithrax from House Light. You mean Misrax? Yeah, depending <laughs> on which species you are. Misrax. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, it's doing this similar seasonal model that Destiny has kind of been under the last year or so where kind of get an intro mission and then you kind of get introduced to what your seasonal kind of gameplay loop will be like um and so far like the six player override event is kind of fun um at least it's it's aesthetically pleasing to look at the vex got kind of a retro neon synth wave makeover this season (laughs) so it's kind of fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm coming back in, baby. <laughs> um, I really think where they're hitting their strides is with storytelling. Um, granted, it may not be in actual gameplay, but like just kind of the, some of the you know passive maps you get to explore and the cut cutscenes and interactions you have with players. It's it's really kind of cool, and it's if you kind of read between the lines, it's sounds like they're kind of building up to something really big in the next year or so. Um, Ido? Ido? Yeah, Mithrax's daughter. Yeah, what was it, Ido? I think so. I really enjoyed um, the lore, the, the running around the um, boss room of the, what, the Scourge the Path yeah. Raid, read, listening to, to Fallen lore. So, Tyler, I know you're probably like, what? Um, we basically there's a <laughs> a kel or a house of fallen who worship the traveler still, and they're led by Mithrax, okay. and um, we kind of help them, and they're kind of on the run, so we give them refuge in the city, 
and they're holed up in one of the kind of abandoned buildings in the Scourge of the Past raid final room. Yep. And uh, I think the giant Scourge thing is just laying there on the ground. Yeah, it's still yeah, it's still there. Um, so it's kind of really cool. And like, I saw someone point this out on Twitter. Like, when you first started playing Destiny, it was just like these alien species bad. Shoot them, they shoot back. And now it's really kind of like with the Cabal last season and like the Fallen this season. You're kind of really, I don't know, humanizing all of these different species and kind of like getting their backstories. And the reason I think if something <laughs> big is happening is I think, you know, Sabathun's around the corner with Witch Queen. And I want to say that with Sabathun in the darkness, like we're kind of building like this uh, multi-species alliance that's going to have to take on the hive and the darkness at some point. That's my theory. Well, you, you, you know what would be really cool? Avengers Assemble! I, I kind of felt almost a foreshadowing listening to Ido. Uh-huh. Because one of the things she said was that that um, Guardians take the light for granted. And a lot of them um, treat ghosts like servants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we play games like crucible and gambit um i would kind of say the the ghosts treat us like servants um and no there are some guardians that just boss their ghosts around um but the um the the foreshadowing that i saw a little bit of would be it would be really cool if like for instance the fallen started getting like if the the traveler came back to the fallen, maybe as well, mm-hmm. maybe not all of them, but maybe like the house of light, for instance. Yeah. And it would be kind of cool to have a playable character as a, a fallen class. Um, you know, kind of like how halo had the, um, I mean, you could be a human or whatever the alien species was. I don't remember what they're called, but you could play as either one of them might be kind of cool to be able to play as a, fallen yeah that would be pretty sweet um i don't think i don't really see them doing that but it just kind of felt felt like foreshadowing of of at least having guardians that were different races yeah that would be cool one of the foreshadowing i saw was a uh, my name is bife video and he talked about um in that opening mission where you're trying to escape that vex network and they're all coming in right before mithrax saves you um, you see a giant hydra pop out and the bottom of it looks taken. And it's almost oh. like, and that would indicate maybe Sabathun and I think it's the hydra's name is Quora or something. It reminds me of that Geico commercial. It's like, they're trying to say quinoa and they're like, Quinona. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so it sounds like that could also be kind of leading into the Witch Queen and this eventual battle, light versus dark. Lore-wise, anyway, to sum it up, lore-wise, I think the season is really cool so far. I'll have to play a little bit more to really dip my toes in the seasonal activity and all that fun stuff. Um, But I'm excited. What do you think, Evan? Um, I haven't, I don't, I haven't played as far as you have, but I, uh, 
I like it so far. I based on how like you know the story wrapped up in season of the chosen. Yep. I think it was last season. I I I feel like Bungie's up and moving again. Like they kind of know where they're going. We of course just have to you know wait a lot longer. Um, but I, I mean, I liked how everything played out with Aldrin and with Zavala, and and I, and actually, it feels like if how that story resolved, and then how this story starts with you know you bringing Fallen into the last city. It, it feels like they're ready to shake up the, the status of the story, like, because, you know, things have been pretty stagnant for a while. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I like where it's going. It, it looks promising. Um, I hope it ends up being as promising. Um, One thing Bungie is really good at is delivering on, or giving us stuff to do that's not on the roadmap that kind of blew our mind, like the Glycon last season was, like, really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see what kind of stuff they might have in store for us there. What's the Glycon? The creepy ship. Oh, the Versace. Dead Man's Tale yeah. quest? Okay. Um, yep. Another theory I have, so for those of you who haven't played, um, Evan, I'm assuming you've gotten this far enough to know, but um, the future War Cult Exo, Lakshmita or whatever her name is, uh, yeah, Lakshmi. Um, yeah, Lakshmi. She's back. It's one of those like, oh, that's a, which was a surprise. That's a random pull. Um, yeah, but in the world loot pool for weapons, it's all future. A lot of it is future war cult weapons from early D two. And I'm wondering. Oh. I don't. I don't have any reason to believe this, but it'd be kind of that'd be a cool way to bring back the faction leaders. Is like maybe each season, like their weapons. Um, get entered in the loot pool, and that character kind of makes a comeback. Uh-huh. That would be yeah, I'd like that. Um, I used to be a dead orbit guy. Um, in D one, I was definitely dead orbit, and then when we, you know, three years ago when we were doing, you know, uh, stuff with, you know, those guys, the factions in D two, I was a dead uh, uh dead orbit guy to start out with, until um. What's the third one? New Monarchy. New Monarchy. Uh, yeah, New Monarchy. They dropped a piece of armor or an armor set that looks amazing on the uh, hunter, and I actually um, now currently own uh, all of that armor, um, and that's that's my go-to armor right now. It's what I wear. Um, obviously we have that transmog thing now. And so I can not have to worry about that as much. Speaking but, of um, that. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? I haven't, I haven't looked at it yet, but it, basically it looks like you have to get a specific currency. It's a process. Um, <laughs> how do you get the currency other than buying it with ungodly amounts of okay, silver? So you basically, you start with the currency will drop from just playing the game. And the Bungie or the Destiny community has found out that it's not based on total number of kills. It's a straight up timer. So you can do nothing for two minutes, kill one thrall, and then you drop, get it drops. Wait two minutes, it drops. So it's kind of annoying, but I think they determined like it's going to take you like five hours or so to get enough from just doing that 
to buy then that lets you buy a bounty from Ada One. Oh god. The bounty <laughs> is they're based in different ways to play the game. So Vanguard, Strikes Crucible, um World, like destinations, and then like raid dungeons. So whatever you like to play, you can just grab one of those. But some of them suck. Like some ones like get fifty guardian kills as a team and gambit. Um like they're long and they're stupid. Okay, I mean that's not too I mean fifty guardian kills isn't too bad. You can probably you, I mean you could get ten in a good match. I mean, you know, easy. Yeah, and, and it's randomized too. So you it could was, also yeah. get the one that's like play eight rounds of Gambit. And you're like, okay, that as someone who hates Gambit, I never want to do that one ever. I the first one I did was a Vanguard one and it was like get two hundred thousand points in nightfall strikes it doesn't have to be one it could be multiple it took me three mm. runs which wasn't terrible but it's not something i want to do all the time um and then once you get the bounty that you can turn that in and that gives you like another currency and that's what you can take to um like turn it into something that you can use to transmog a piece of armor it's really convoluted but the annoying thing is, is there is a cap on how many pieces of armor you can transmog per season. And then now there's a timer based on how fast you can earn that stuff. Or you can just go to Eververse and spend like, I don't even know how much money. I think it's 400 silver for one transmog or for one currency. And you have to buy what, a thousand silver pack to get that? No, which is about what ten bucks <laughs> in this economy, but it would give you two and a half of them. I mean, I'm not saying that that's, you know, that that's. I'm not saying that's great, but yeah, someone did the math that are like, like, if you bought a hundred of those, and a thousand people did that, that's like an easy ten mil that Bungie just brought in just on armor transmog. Now here's a question. They they have transmogged all legendary armor. Most of it. What happens if you dr- get dropped a piece of legendary armor that you don't have unlocked for the transmog? Do you, does that automatically unlock, or in order for that trant to be, in order for you to make a different piece? of armor look like that piece you still have to unlock the transmog yeah so basically if you have discovered the armor in game somehow whether you earned it whatever even if you don't have it anymore it is transmogable but you need one of those final currencies to actually do that so this so it's only if you found it yeah so like if you did some of the old raids and you only did them enough to get like two of the armor pieces those are the only two armor pieces you can transmog so it's it's kind of right at the beginning they give you like six and then you do another quest and it gives you five more so you have like 11 per class right off the bat but then the grind after that is kind of rough and if you if basically all the legendary armor in the game if you wanted to transmog it and not in, include any of the new armor it would take based on the cap it would take you like 30 some years 
So have fun. <laughs> <laughs> really, it, the annoying thing is like, obviously they realize this could be a cash cow for them, but it's like, why doesn't this, why isn't this one of those times where I own the season pass? I paid money for this season and I bought the premium pass. Why don't I get either an extended cap or no cap? Like, you know, the, it's just it makes more sense just to like kind of differentiate the free free to play players and the season pass owners. That's my soapbox, and I'm stepping off of it. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of that I don't like. A lot of that I don't like. Um, I agree with the season, like that the content seems pretty great and the the story is is doing well. Um, I get tied up in what they the the my biggest thing is the the trickle Mm -hmm. i want i want it all now or most of it now i hate the community events where you have to wait on the community to do something i hate those they haven't had one of those in a while though but that's kind of when you left true but um you know i I understand that Bungie is wanting people to play their game and Bungie wants people to only play their game. And I get it. They want, you know, that's how people make money is if, you know, you can't get money if you don't, if people don't play your game and, you know, I, I mean, I get it. I understand. And they're trying to draw out some of this stuff. So people come back every week so that there's new stuff. I get it. They make it real grindy to um, get people to have to put in long hours to, actually accomplish something but for casuals like me and i consider myself a very casual destiny player now um not being able to put any nominal amount of time toward anything like i'm in i'm in tyler's boat now where i just can't make that kind of a moba commitment to to destiny there's not an there's not enough of a sense of accomplishment for me when I just get on for an evening one, you know, one or two nights a week. Um, that's my biggest concern or my biggest real life reason why I'm so hesitant with destiny nowadays that I just, I'll play for fun and that's about it. I'm going to try not to worry about anything else. Yeah, definitely a valid point. And um, the two things that Bungie has done to kind of help with that is I think the seasonal, your power only goes up by 10 now instead of 50. So it doesn't feel like you're like so far behind if you so skip the a couple... power cap is 1310. Yeah, that's the um, legendary. And then 1320 is the pinnacle, I believe. Okay. Um, so like, it doesn't feel like you're like drowning if you've been gone for so long. But if you do decide to take some time off, you can kind of, I guess, get all your content at once because they're keeping stuff around, which is mm. nice for people like you who may have skipped out. It's annoying for people like me where I have all of these items in my quest inventory that helps you do past seasonal content that I'll probably never do again. So I'm just like, I would like just remove this, please. But 
it's nice for those players that can just kind of get caught up in one fell swoop. And, you know, I mean, the other thing, though, for me is that, like, even the progress you do make, you have to be very specific about which progress you make. Mm -hmm. Um, Because are you trying to gain power? Are you trying to unlock things? Are you trying to enjoy yourself and do seasonal content? Those don't usually match. Yeah. You know? Um, I want, I, I, I didn't do any of the, um, uh, stranger quests last season. I picked some up and then just never got around to finishing them because they're so long. Um, and you know, I would do strikes, but then I would be wanting to level my power and in order to level my power, I have to have solar equipped so I can't use stasis. And, which is my quest, and so then I have to run three strikes in solar to get my my pinnacle drop, but then I have to run six or seven more strikes with uh, stasis equipped to get my my quests done. So it, it's none of it is. I I literally would play more if if the progress that I put into it felt like I was actually accomplishing something. We could probably talk about Destiny all day, but I'm curious to hear what right. Nick has been playing recently. Uh, recently, I played my first modern Final Fantasy game with Final Fantasy 15, since it was free to those of us who got a PS5. Were there chocobos? There were. And you... I kind of found myself using them a bit more than I used the car because <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 is a buddy road trip. Oh, um, yeah, that one. There's actually a, an enemy called Basilisk in Final Fantasy 10, and it's sort of a lizardy snake thing. It's a snake with arms and legs. That's closer to being a basilisk. <laughs> uh,. It was, it was kind of interesting. I think I enjoy Final Fantasy more than I ever thought I would. I have, I have technically played nine on the Switch because it was dirt cheap at one point, uh, but it was a PS One title, so it had all of the trappings of, like, uh, you know how in the first Kingdom Hearts game, some of the Things you have to do to trigger the next story session are are arbitrary. Yeah, like you have to do it in a specific order. Mm-hmm. That it still existed. Mm. You have to enter this room, but you, you have say- to enter it from this door. <laughs> yes. You say 15 is a good place. Like, I've kind of been, like, I've literally never played another Final Fantasy game before. Would you say it's the kind of game somebody could just drop in at this point in the series, series. and have a good time yeah. with? Just My that understanding game? is each Final Fantasy is a different planet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. None of the Final Fantasies have anything to do with each other. Um, the only. You know it's a Final Fantasy game because of the um, the enemies. 
Well, the the, yeah. So, so the chocobos are there, and the enemy style, like the the. If you look, if you see a, 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 an enemy, like a fiend, I think they're called fiends in all of the. If you see a fiend, you know that it's a Final Fantasy game. Like it's obvious. Um, there are some, some they 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 plagiarize on their own work and they take old fiends and throw them into the new games. Um, the only two, there are only two games that are actual sequels. And they're literally called so. There's Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X two, and then Final Fantasy thirteen and Final Fantasy thirteen two. Those are literally the only ones that actually have canon continuous um, stories. But Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy thirteen nothing to do with each other. Uh, it's different stories. Um, I mean, it's like. Halo and Destiny. There's nothing. The, the, the art style is similar. You know the the game play is similar. Completely different characters. Completely different story. It does not matter. Well, cool. Add one of those to my backlog then. Uh, probably. Final Fantasy 15 was interesting. Uh, like the main character probably had the least character out of all of them, the least personality. Uh, there, like his best friend, who turns out to be a clone, and it's not super well described. Uh, he probably has the most uh, personality, and he takes pictures of everyone which is kind of hilarious. Like I ended up saving a bunch of pictures where the big muscle head of the group gets Mike Wazowski all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And just it's random. So he just happened to be covered up by other characters uh, or like phasing into the background because uh, the, the camera angle is weird. So I just thought it was funny to make every picture I saved of the group only be saved if one of them can't be seen. Will you make sure that you um, keep those photos safe and don't let the nobody steal the word? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any crossover at all for 15 with kingdom hearts no kingdom hearts is too old for that well they had three that i think came out the same year as 15 (laughs) it's been 84 years (laughs) um yeah i think they only used final fantasy 10 and 7 for kingdom hearts yeah uh but i would say 15 is probably a a place to jump on and try. Uh, it has the modern combat style. Uh, it is actually it, is it um, turn based. If you want it to be interesting, and but you have to go into the settings and make it turn based. So what is it by default? Live action. Huh. Interesting that they would program both. Uh, I think they did something similar with 7, and 15 has made me want to play the Final Fantasy 7 remake. 
Yeah, see, that's the real decision for me, is I can't decide. I'm probably going to pick up one eventually. Uh, well, it's either going to be the remake. You should have 15. both free right now. I Yeah, I suppose that's true. By pick up, I mean install and play, uh, I suppose. Final Fantasy VII is arguably the best. Um, I think that, you know, if you... Which is why they remade seven instead of any others. <laughs> um, but they also remade ten for the PS4 anyway. Uh... Final Fantasy X is a, is a very, very good game. Very, very good story, um, in my opinion. Uh, I do want to also play Final Fantasy VII, um, mostly because all those characters are in Kingdom Hearts, so I kind of want their backstories, like their real backstories. But... I, I think my favorite part of fifteen is at the end of the game where your character becomes the person he, he was prophesized to be from the beginning. He gets this ring and it has this one move that just like creates a black hole and destroys every enemy that is in your vicinity. And it made it a lot of fun to go around the map and like you are being ambushed. Not anymore, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. Excellent. Uh, anything else to add, boys? Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is still free through May fourteenth, which is that's good to know. Tomorrow, which means <laughs> that this shit. Well, all you have everybody, to do everybody, is... everybody listening to this missed out. Sucks to suck. <laughs> God damn it, Tyler! Go add to library. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Or for the suckers like us who haven't actually played it very much, could have just waited and gotten it for free. <laughs> um, so what games have you guys been playing? What new games have you guys been playing recently? Let us know on Facebook, Small Constellation Podcast, Twitter, at Small Con Pod, YouTube, Small Constellation Gaming. Beep, 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 beep. Uh... I have Brandon, I guess the DLC is actually free too for Horizon. There's DLC for it? Yep. There is. Frozen oh. something or I wonder if I I wonder if I bought the whole thing or if I only got the base pack. I'll have to check that out. Um There's no outro tonight, I'm going to bed. Um <laughs> But before I go to bed, <laughs> I'm gonna go take a methane shower. And by that he means wreck his bathroom. <laughs> no, I meant literally take a page out of Sloan's book and just shower myself in liquid methane at <laughs> negative 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Have fun with that. Um, what? Have fun with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I woke up at 2 a.m. this morning, uh, and I've been so stressed from work lately that I um, did not fall back to sleep. Yeah. And... I couldn't eat this morning. It was great. It was fantastic. So, yeah, methane shower. Good night, everybody. No way. Good night. <laughs>